The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. In a week that included the largest comeback in NFL history, a lateral attempt returned for a walk-off touchdown, and the worst team in the league pushing an odds-on Super Bowl favorite into overtime, somehow the most significant loss of the weekend belonged to to the Dallas Cowboys. 40-34 to 34 in overtime against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we are here to break it down on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys Nation, not very happy with what happened on Sunday afternoon in Florida, but we are here to talk it through with you here over the next 45 minutes. Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Kyle Yeomans, glad you're with us, gentlemen. How we doing? We're doing. We're doing, right? We're doing. Keep it real Monday, Kyle. It is keep it real Monday. Keep it real Monday. It's easy to do that whenever you have a game like this. Leading by 17 points, Mm. three scores, Mm. and you lose to a lesser team, Mm. or at least a team that on paper is lesser, because yesterday they weren't. Okay. They were on top. We said all week. Yeah. All week. This Jaguars team was not one to fool around with. We say that, yes, the Cowboys, in, as we sit here and have this conversation, the Cowboys are still the better team. But we said the Jaguars are not the Texans. They're not the Colts. They have horses on offense. They can put up points. If you make those mistakes, If you make the make mistakes and give them added possessions, they will take advantage of it, so forth and so on. And it's now like, as we sit here, we're talking about the defense in the Cowboys that just allowed over 500 yards of offense, oh. mm. 34 points. Mm. I mean, they had 40, but, you know, that was the uh, walk-off pick six. So that was a defensive touchdown that got them to the 40-burger. But 34 points allowed by this Cowboys off uh, defense. Uh, again, Trevor Lawrence, what we talk about, Isaiah and Kyle? Once you get home, because you will get home. Once you get home, bring him down. Finish him. I said that he would escape a few. Mm-hmm. He'd escaped a few. To my count, it was three sacks that he escaped. There you go. The Cowboys could have had more than one sack. They did get me my fumble when I said it with my chest. They got me my interception. When I said it with my chest, but they lost the turnover margin, and they should not have. Dak Prescott throws that interception, hit the first one, can't happen. He knows it. It can't happen. Take the sack, go down, whatever, mm-hmm. live to fight another day. But lobbing that, I mean, the target was Schultz, and it just flew right over his head into the defensive back's hands. Mistakes like that, self-inflicted, self-inflicted, self-inflicted. Isaiah? Listen, man, the, ga- <laughs> the game plan – was executed. The Dallas Cowboys game plan offensively was executed. They scored 34. We, we talk about I said they scored 34. They did it. We talk about Dallas <laughs> keeping Dak Prescott to 30 or under throws. Uh-huh. He had 30 throws. Only had seven incompletions. The bad part is two of those seven incompletions actually were completions to the other team. Uh-huh. That's what hurt you. Defensively, we talked about the absence of Jonathan Hankins and who can do what he does. Nobody does what he does. Almost another 200 yards on the ground for our team. 192. 
You also lost LVE. You so lost for, LVE. For those that were wondering what the value was, yeah, you saw it. So we talked about that and the potential of, of that compromising you. We also talked about the absence now of a Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. And what does that present? Now you're forcing young players into positions and roles that they haven't been in. And we also said, hey, this might be a great time to do it. However, this team has more personnel, and they're better. We said this earlier in the week. They're yep. better at receiver than we are we at DB right now. And you saw that on display. So – if you guys haven't been listening to Talking Cowboys, y'all probably should just go ahead and put that as a reminder. Yeah, yeah go ahead and put that as a little ring the bell. Daily. Ring the bell on, on, on YouTube and make sure that you guys get it. Put it on Twitter because we previewed this. Now, we all chose Dallas because we felt yeah. like Dallas should have won this game. But we also told you that they were not in a position to turn the ball over like they did before. And unfortunately, back-to-back weeks now against these AFC South teams – Dak, the Dallas Cowboys, have turned the ball over on their side of the ball, on their side of the field, in a very, very important portion of the game. Unlike the Texans, they were they capitalized on it versus the Texans went the wrong direction on a handoff. The doggone Jaguars came back and, and, and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Can't afford to do it. We said it. It happened. Lesson learned. Still in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Cowboys do make the playoffs. I, I don't think anybody really wants to talk about that one at all. What, well, we got, what was that? We got to, though. I mean, you got to talk about both sides of the coin. Because as much do as you? Just, yeah. In a week like this? Yeah, because, you do. It, it, because it's, again, even if you would have won, you get the same it. spot. Right. I get the feelings of it. But yeah, it, but you, 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 you were going to make the playoffs both. regardless with 10 wins and you were already on your way. I hear you. I, but I, I, I say but all this to say. Still, it, you accomplished the feat of getting in. To the second season, which is you know what everybody you're in the tournament. You're in the tournament. Make it happen. You don't. I'm not. I'm not excited about what's coming in the tournament right now. I'm not either. You know, last night. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Now, last night I said different conversation. Last night I made the team's not ready. They're not ready. But guess what? These are hard lessons. Mm -hmm. These are hard lessons. And what you're finding out about your team is that you're inconsistent. So now, as Coach McCarthy, as the rest of his his coaching staff, you have to figure out how can I make this team consistent. Whether it's whether it's a, a, a overconfidence, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's reading the dog on cliff notes, whether it's you're feeling yourself a little bit too much, mm-hmm. maybe you're not watching enough film, maybe you're not thinking about your assignment enough, right, and playing your position instead of trying to do too much. Maybe I don't know. Whatever it is, you have to put your finger on it and figure it out because it doesn't get easier. You're about to face another freaking ridiculously tough team in the Philadelphia Eagles. We know what that's about. Okay, yeah. all right, biggest game of the year to date. And then you got to go out there and face a Tennessee Titans, which we know them boys are bloody your nose. Okay, you're gonna get beat up, and they've been they, they beat up later. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get desperate. You're gonna be yeah, yeah, they have to win. So you're gonna you're gonna get everything that they have, and then you're gonna play a play against the Washington Commanders that will have a Chase Young. So. Get your mind right going into the playoffs mm-hmm. because you're going to get punched in the doggone mouth over these next three weeks. Bottom line is it, two things are true. One, congratulations to the Cowboys for making the playoffs for a second consecutive year. Those ten wins matter. They matter, they matter, they matter, especially being that four of them occurred with a backup quarterback. This mm-hmm. is a team that should have – this season could have been over mm-hmm. effective, uh, you know, early October. Okay? So that's why I'm saying – Clinching yesterday, regardless of how it happened, it matters. Yeah. But what also matters and is also true is that the manner in which they clinched is not how it should have happened. If you're concerned about this particular team you saw yesterday going into the playoffs, you're rightful in doing so. And that warrants a discussion that should be had. So all of that is true is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. It's not a situation where, okay, well, 
Yesterday sucked. And yesterday did suck. Listen, fellas, true story. This morning, as I'm getting dressed, getting ready to head out the door, I stepped on a nail barefoot. Oh, no. Home alone? Yes, barefoot. It took 20 minutes for me to stop the bleeding, only for me to then see that there was blood on my carpet, on my bathroom floor, on on some of my white dress shirts that were sitting over there, et cetera, et cetera. And that made me less angry than watching the Cowboys lose a 17-point <laughs> lead Mar. in Jacksonville yesterday. So, yeah, so I say that to say I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick's like, it. oh, darn. I oh, get it. Well, get, get after them because they know, shouldn't have lost this game. But you again, have a shots in it this But way. again, <laughs> this has to be another uh, another lesson learned in that. For me, I thought about this on the, on the plane ride home. I thought about it on my drive to my front door more and more. The, the only team, especially when you see the Texans have the halftime lead against the Chiefs and you, hmm, Eagles struggling with the Bears, the only team that can beat this Cowboys team is this Cowboys team. Mm. And that's frustrating, infuriating even. However, just get in, clean this up, and let's see what happens. But biggest game of the season. Coming up in five days from this conversation. Yep, coming up on Saturday. It's a little less big because now your your chances for an NFC title hope is pretty much diminished. However, you can avoid the Eagles wrapping up the NFC title championship on your home turf because if the Eagles win, they win the they win the division on Saturday, and we'll celebrate it on your and they will absolutely (laughs) celebrate it on your turf. Playoff football. This one right here. This arrived. This is your preview to playoff football. If you're, okay. if you're worried, if you're if you're questioning, or if you never experienced playoff football before, what you're about to experience this Saturday will be playoff football atmosphere, the environment, the intensity, the emphasis on each individual play, and how the importance of it. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel this. I don't care what's at stake. The dog on pride's at stake, and mm-hmm. then Dallas Cowboys versus Philadelphia Eagles will be the biggest game of the year. Not only for Dallas, not only for Philly, but also in the NFL. It is about to go down That's like two flat tires, and they better get their <laughs> mind right, and they better plug these dog on holes. They better figure out what they're going to do at linebacker. They better oh, figure yeah. out if big boy that they just brought in could play, oh, uh, yeah. could replace Jonathan Hankins. Mm-hmm. They better figure out how to stop that dog on bleeding at the run. Michael Parsons and his defensive line, his front seven, better figure out how to get home and get pressure on somebody when they're sitting up there running RPO at you all day long. We talked about Philadelphia showing the blueprint for that mm-hmm. earlier in the season when they beat Dallas, okay, and they went ahead and they stopped his feet in sand. He was in quicksand because he didn't know what direction to go. The misdirection was all over the place. The RPO was all over the place. There was no pass rush. Lovey Smith watched that film. What did he do last week? He figured out a way to incorporate that into what they were doing. Had people running all over the doggone field. What happened to defensive uh, pressure? Slim to none, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't get any sacks last week. Now all of a sudden you have a Doug Peterson who comes in, does the same exact freaking thing. Guys running all over the place, right? You get a little bit of pressure on Trevor Lawrence, but you don't bring him down like we talked bring about. He's down. a big fella, okay? You got to bring this dude down. And what does he do? Go out there. He has time to deliver the ball, and he freaking torches you Tostino style, okay? He finds your weak spots in your hole, and he took advantage of it. The blueprint was set. Now, all of a sudden, you know what the blueprint is. You know where your weaknesses are. Are you going to address those or not? Because if you don't, Dog on Philadelphia Eagles is going to come and swoop and pick you up off the dog on water. And that's part of what's frustrating about this game specifically is that it felt like a carryover from Houston, except the opposite. Houston was a slow start. It was Houston. It, it, it was Houston. But it, this was a Fast slow start. finish. Yes, facts. This well, you, was, you, you was exactly what it was. Fast start. And a slow finish. We weren't surprised by the result of the score and how the game played out. I think what we were surprised about is that Dallas didn't finish. They had a chance to finish on multiple occasions. I mean, I wrote it down, by the way, 
I wrote four notes or four pages of notes on this game compared to the normal two that I do on film study. And that's not double spaced. And it's not double spaced. It's all single. I mean, I don't even take spaces. <laughs> I can show, show everybody right here. Point five. Want to throw it. That's oh, yeah. that's two of the four pages I took on this game. You can even look at it, screenshot it, look at my notes. I don't care. You're gonna write my book. So I, I don't know if I can write a book. <laughs> hand. I will I do want to write a book one day. Uh Here's the, the summary of what I put. Misdirection and complex play calling led to the defense guessing and confusion up front. Boom. There was a ton of misdirection. They did a lot in the first half, and they it led to open holes in the second half. They took advantage. Also on the defense, in the back half of the game, plenty of chances late to to, to ice the game, but came up short. Talk about J. Ron Curse pulling Evan yes. Ingram to the ground and bounce. Clock runs. You have to use your final timeout. You don't have the full field at that point with 11 seconds left. you got to take a shot at the end zone because if you get it complete in the middle of the field or maybe to the sideline, you got to hurry up and get a, a, a field goal unit out there for Jacksonville. It makes things exponentially tougher. Talk about a near sack uh, in the middle of the game as well. Armstrong had his hands around Trevor Lawrence, dumped it off to his, uh, his tailback. That would have been huge for clock management. Absolutely huge. And then, of course, the offense trying to just get a first down instead of running three vertical routes on a third down and 10. Stopping and the clock. 15, 20 yards down the field for everybody stopping the clock, and then there's a timeout left over. Right. I, there's so many ways out. they could have closed this game, but they didn't. They did so against Houston. They found a way against Houston. Today they found a way to lose it, or it's Sunday they found a way to lose it against I Jacksonville. Think, I said it last week. Houston lost the game. Da- sure. I, I don't believe Dallas won last week. I think that I don't disagree. I with think that. any other team would have beat Dallas last week because oh, Dak yeah, we, threw a well, pick. We said that. Yeah, Dak threw a pick yeah, inside the ten. They got the ball inside the five. The quarterback went the wrong direction on a handoff. We yeah, said okay, that would have put him up by ten. The game would have been out of hand. Any other team. So this is really, in my eyes, this is back to back losses. I don't care what the record says. I don't care what people have to say about it. And that that kind of yeah. adds to what I was talking about. That's where the frustration comes yeah. from because you were talking about the wake up call and the lessons, and these are hard lessons to be learned. I completely agree with you. We thought they learned it against Houston, <laughs> and they didn't. Green Bay, go back. Yeah, we, go thought, back we thought Houston, even Green Bay. Let's go back to reminder. that. Yeah, we thought they learned it from in Green Bay, yeah. and then that Houston served as a reminder. Great, not not but the case. Not, not so much. And, and again, to your point, this game played out for the most part how we saw it would. Mm-hmm. We we knew Jacksonville had horses. Yep. We knew that this was going to be a close game. I know my prediction was 34-27. 34-30 for me and 35-31 so we, for Isaiah. Pre- it was all right the there. Yep. So, and then here, here, here they are, 34-31. And, and I say to myself, I said, okay, self, I think this is where the Cowboys <laughs> this is where the Cowboys close this game out. This is where it's done. This is where it's done. And Trevor escapes the sack. Self. Self. Trevor, <laughs> self. I said self. Trevor escapes the sack, rolls out to the left, my heart drops. I'm like, oh crap. And then J. Ron Kerr steps up, forces the fumble, fumble is recovered. Yeah. Here, here it was done. And then I said to myself, self, I told you, this is where it ends. And then the next offensive sequence happened. <laughs> And, which includes the third and ten that we're talking about, the deep route. You want to talk about it? You want to go through all three? You're talking about the lack of four-minute offense? Okay. The lack of four-minute offense. First first play after the fumble was the same play that they ran earlier in the game that didn't work. It was where they pulled Zach Martin, they pulled Tyron Smith to the left, and expected Ezekiel Elliott to outrace 91 coming off the edge. Guess what didn't happen? 
Zeke didn't get to the edge because it got muddied up in front of him and 91 caught him from behind, tackle for loss. Second play, Hendershot misses a block on the edge that would have gotten Pollard to the outside. He just whiffed on him. It was a tackle, or I think Pollard cut up field. He got a couple yards out of it. Made it interesting. No. Uh, Straight vertical. uh, Jake Ferguson was missed yesterday, too, by the way. Yes, he was. Straight vertical on third play following the fumble. Nothing underneath playing to the sticks. And I legitimately put really question mark. Nothing to the sticks on a third down and, and seven to try and get a first down and keep uh, keep the clock moving. Mike that was McCarthy the sequence. said he was going for the kill shot. Which is fine. On third and ten. Let's do it 11 yards down the field, not 31 yards yeah, yeah, down I'm the just, field. I'm just telling you what Beamer, what happens when you go for the kill shot in Call of Duty? Kill shot. You better hit it. <laughs> you better hit it. You better hit it. Or, or what happens, Beamer? The rest of the squad comes over and wipes you. Yeah. <laughs> you better make it. And, and I, I saw a clip the other day on Instagram. Somebody said, we just faced SEAL Team 6. <laughs> I call it dirt. <laughs> well, now, now you – I don't want to get off the subject. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that just made me think about it. But it, it was ultimately <laughs> after the defense – and again, I, I can't get over the thought that this is a team that beats itself. There's – I haven't seen a team in the league that if the Cowboys are running on all cylinders that can beat that version of the Cowboys. But the version that we see in these losses or these very close wins Mm -hmm. are versions of the Cowboys that find ways to lose or almost lose the game. And that's what they have to figure out. Consistency, consistency, consistency going into the playoffs and more specifically this game coming up before you go into the playoffs. But it was the the defense – you got to figure out what's going on opposite Trevon Diggs and outside of Deron Bland. You saw Kelvin Joseph give up the the big big play to Zay Jones and then get put in the blender by Marvin Jones the on the touchdown. Move. Right, yeah, the double move stole some ankles. Okay, eventually it was Nashawn Wright that went in the game, but you you claim Trayvon Mullen last week, Mackenzie Alexander the week before, Kendall Sheffield is on the practice squad this week. Oh, they go. They go. You, you're going to have to. It's an open competition yeah, at this one point. One or more of those guys. Right? It's open competition. Right, I understand that you wanted Kelvin Joseph to be the front runner at that position uh, to replace Anthony Brown because former second round pick. I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I don't but, get it. But no, from a GM standpoint, I get it. You want to give the kid the shot. Nope. I'm fine with giving See, but the they kid gave the him the shot. shot, and then they ripped it away from him. Right. Nashawn Wright was was the corner at the end of the game. Yes, he no, was. They no, took yes, Joseph he was. out of the game. No disrespect to any player on this team. Okay, this is all opinion based. This is mm-hmm. my opinion. I sat here with y'all. Okay, all right. I know C wasn't here yet, but I sounds like twenty twenty okay? that and, you're referencing. And yeah. I, you know, this is this, this off season, right? Oh, okay. And I said, when the Kelvin Joseph situation presented itself, mm-hmm. that was Dallas's opportunity to walk away. And it was because and it was it was he is not a contributor on the defensive side of the ball, and you drafted him to be and you drafted him to be a starter, second right. round pick. Yeah. So again, yeah. They're, they're and, and they, continually giving chances to somebody fair. who, at this point in time in their career, fair. is not capable of making contributions. Fair. And I agree with that. And I don't want anyone listening or watching this after live or after the fact to think that Nosi is saying is defending. I'm not. I'm saying he has ability. I'm also saying he hasn't shown the ability. And I'm also saying I had my pre-draft question marks on if he would be what the Cowboys wanted him to be. Yeah. It's not working out that way. It's not working out in their favor. It's unfortunately working out the way I thought it would. But I, I'm saying I understand why they gave him the front, the front running position for this. Now, what I saw in them putting Nashawn right in after those two touchdowns is that Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn basically said, okay, Saw it, saw enough of it, 
we're done here, open competition. And that's what I'm interested to see this week going into this Eagles game. But defense, Kelvin Joseph in the secondary, not Trayvon Diggs, not Deron Bland, but some of the other guys. The run defense, you lose LVE, and we have pounded the table weekly on this program and said the value of LVE this this season is insane. He's playing out of his mind. That also goes to helping shore up the run defense. LVE goes down with the neck injury, doesn't return, and Travis Etienne, he, his speed Jesus. became such a problem for Anthony Barr. Mm-hmm. It became a problem. Damone Clark is ramping up quickly, but he can't do it all. He needs that complimentary guy right now. And Barr couldn't handle the speed of ATN, whereas LVE could. But yep. no, LVT, no LVE, so forth and so on. The defense gave up the cheeks on on several plays. <laughs> but, but then they locked it down. <laughs> but then they locked it down. And then it was the offense that... In the end, couldn't get it done. They oh, the God. lack of a four minute offense in regu- in uh, in a regulation, Jeez. and then in overtime, <laughs> and then in overtime, the throw to <clears throat> Noah Brown, which that interception was not on deck. The one hey, I said earlier wasn't no. on deck, but that interception it was a good throw. It, 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 he put it. I don't think it was he, a great play call. I think it was a good. He throw. He put it right though. where he needed to, low and away. Receiver has to come up with that ball. Uh, and worst case, not tip it into the air and make it interceptable. Just real quick, prayers up for. For Vanderish, I'm not sure what the report is I'm hoping on him, but I can imagine best. his mindset right now. Yes, we talk about mental health. I can only imagine the the frustration and the stress that he has on himself right now. Not even from external, but just from himself. Being that you previously had a neck injury that could have put you out mm-hmm. of your career, yep. could have ended your career, and now all of a sudden you were put out of a game because of a neck injury. Don't know if they're related. Don't know at all, but the neck is, is not that doggone big, okay? I pray that he's okay because anything from the shoulders up, you got to be concerned about somebody's career. Yep. Not, his, a, not his, a game, his, but his a neck, career. His neck is pretty big. but, but I <laughs> Circumference. Get, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I the, what you're saying. that's the thing, though, about LVE. This is a guy who came back last year, mm-hmm. just needed to be healthy in a contract year. Just wanted to be healthy, be on the field, contribute. He did that. He stayed healthy all the way through all 17 games into the playoffs, and he was healthy. Came back this year, bet on himself again. Yep. One-year deal. Yeah. Bet on himself, came back here. Did not pick up the fifth option. He signed a one-year deal for cheaper money than he probably could have gotten elsewhere to bet on himself to try and stick around and be a a top-notch linebacker. Guess what? His play spoke for itself. He played exceptionally well. All the way through this season. Like you said, we're big LVE stands on this show, but we're also critics in the past when he hasn't played well. I know you and I have gotten on to LVE in the past. Mm-hmm. This year, you can't do that because he played. He was one of the yes, best did. players on that line, on that that second line, well, on that defense. They gave him a chance. No doubt. They gave him a chance. The reason why he hadn't been him and Jalen in the past is because they didn't have guys up front. Nope. Right? Now, that's the strength of your team. Yeah. Your team. He was over 100 not, not tackles. Your, not your side of the ball. Your your team. Yeah. Right. So now that he has guys up front, and we talked about if you put guys in front of linebackers that can play, now linebackers can play. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was doing this year. So prayers up to him. I hope that the that the diagnosis yes. is, is, LVE, is in his favor. We are hoping the best for LVE. Yeah, he one hundred percent deserves to be healthy and successful. And when you hear neck on LVE, Scary obviously mm-hmm. you're gonna you know go to worst case scenario mentally. But we'll have more on him. In the next day or so. Yeah, we'll check up on him and, but and for make those sure. that keep asking where Jabril Cox is. Here he comes. It, yeah, if LVE can't go, he'll be there. 
you're about to see him. Yep, we'll see how that works out as well because it was uh, it was rough at the second level. It was rough on the defensive side of the football as well. We'll talk about it when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tis the season for Dallas Cowboys Holiday Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Registration for one-day football and dance academy camps are now open. Don't miss your chance to send your favorite athlete to camp at AT AT&T Stadium on December 20th and 21st. Limited spaces remain. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. Back here on Talking Cowboys following the 40-39 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to talk defense here in this segment, then we'll hit the offense I said this yesterday on the post-game show. Okay. Just how you have complete team wins in football. And the Cowboys have had a couple this year. Complete team wins. Minnesota is one of them that really sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Detroit, the way that they rebounded together, was one of those games. Yeah. yeah. This was a complete team loss. All three phases weren't great in this football game. They really weren't. It was a complete team loss. But I went back and looked at it. And I went into it knowing I wanted to try and point the finger at least at one one side or the other. And I expected to point the finger at the offense. I'm not going to lie to you. Going into the film study. I think this was more on the defense. The way that they played, there were holes in the entire first half. Mm-hmm. Though that the, the, the seven points on the board, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. But you go back and you look at it, there were holes. Yeah. Jacksonville came back after halftime. Doug Peterson, and credit to the Jags, Adjustments. they made the right adjustments to take advantage of those holes in the second half. Uh-huh. And they got there and they put it home. So I agree with you, Kyle. I think this one was more on Dan Quinn and a defense. There were some bad scheme decisions. There were some 
horrible execution from the defensive line, from the linebackers, from the DBs. It was a across-the-board poor performance from the defense. What do we say on this show? Mm -hmm. Talking Cowboys. Jeez, we drop a lot of gems. I'm telling you. What do we say when the defense has a bad game? Have we had that conversation? Can the offense pick them up? Yeah. Which we said the defense is entitled based upon how the defense has played this year. They They're going to have entitled to having a bad game. Sure. Now we don't expect that game to be against the dog of Jacksonville Jaguars, but we know what they were capable of. We did, and we know who was calling Say their plays. Again. We did, right? We know exactly who was calling their plays. A freaking mastermind. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been really good for a long time. He just because you go to Jacksonville doesn't mean that you suck all of a sudden. Yep. Doug Peterson's a heck of a coach. Jeez. Okay, and he has a heck of a quarterback. They're going to win games there for a long gonna time. They're going to win games. They're going to start figuring it out. Yep. So we said if the defense has a bad game. Can this team win? Dallas went 23 for 30 on passing. Dallas had, what, 140 yards rushing, if I, am I correct? Yeah, 150. 140, 150 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Okay. Scored what? Or scored 30-plus points. Wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. Because the defense didn't have a good game. And we've talked about this many times before. It takes, what do we say in a pregame show? What was my, my key to the game? No turnovers. Zero turnovers. Zero. There's no margin for turnovers when you play teams that can score points. This going, the blueprint is out, people. I'm sorry. I love Dan Quinn. Nobody loves Dan Quinn here more than me. Love me some DQ. I don't know about that. I, no, dude, he's he's been on the Dan Quinn bandwagon. Nobody from, loves DQ here more than from me. From okay? jump. Fair enough. From the Seattle day. Defense. Well, it's hard not to not be on where this defense in Seattle. Where this defense <laughs> is strong. Where this defense is strong is in pass rush. Yep. Philadelphia opened that door. They showed you how to slow down this pass rush. Okay? Misdirection. Lovey Lovey Smith Reads. confirmed it. Okay. Green Bay showed you how to take take the air out the ball. So the weak spots in this defense have been pointed out. When you play a team that has the personnel at receiver that can tostito you because now two of your three starters are gone. I don't care what team you are. If you lose two of your three DBs, you're going to be hurting. Mm-hmm. You're going to be relying on guys that you were hoping that you never had to rely on. Every team that we face that are going to be in the playoffs now, we can talk about playoffs, and I know we still have three more games, okay? You can talk about but that. But this, this, this next game, they have three receivers that can, that can run routes. Fact. What did we talk about this past week? They had three receivers that could run routes. Yeah, you had to worry about the tight end. And they did they a pretty were, dog they on. They were out there yeah. running them. And too. they were out there running them. Oh, boy. So where Dallas is weak, these other teams are strong. Mm-hmm. And now the defense is not going to be what it has been all year long because we said by the end of the year, team offensive coordinators are very smart. They're going to start figuring out where your weakness is, and at some point in time during the season, somebody's going to highlight your weakness, and then those OCs are going to see that. Remember it, circle it with a red dot on the screen, and then start saying, how can we pick that apart? Teams are starting to do that. So now it goes from 70-30 from defense being mm-hmm. being the leaders of this team and really carrying this team like a jam sport to now, guess what, now it's more 50-50. Yeah. So now when your defense gives up 500, now your offense has to put up 400. And not turn the ball over. And not turn and the ball over. That's what I was going to go to, and not turn the ball over. It, it was a complimentary failure. Uh, by this Cowboys team yesterday in It wasn't a good relationship. It, it wasn't. It, it, codependency tends to lead to failure, right? It was a situation where they, you got a Cowboys team that gets off to a, a 14-0 lead and then a 17-point um, lead at one point in the game, ultimately scores 34 points. And you're saying to yourself, and we said it, 34 points should have been enough to win this game. Yep. No, that was right there with our prediction. 34 mm-hmm. points should have won the game. But – 34 points were allowed 
by the defense. So now you look back at the offense and you say, okay, well, the defense is having a bad game. 34-34 tie. Not enough. Okay, we need you, offense, make one more play. One more play. And that one more play never came. But what did come was one more turnover. Ooh. And that was the ball game. T.O. That was the ball game. No Terrell. No. Offense had – on the days where the defense has a bad day, offense has to be immaculate. Can't make a single mistake. Because one, especially against a team that has horses, be it the Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Chiefs maybe down the road, the Buffalo Bills maybe down the road, you cannot have a bad defensive day and make offensive mistakes. That's that's the end of that game. You Max. just named two AFC teams Ooh. down the road. Ooh. I don't know if I can Ooh. get that far yet. Oh, I was thinking the same thing, Kyle. I will say Philadelphia, they've got the horses. Yes, they do. Washington's got some guys out there, outside, too. Tennessee, not so much. Hey, They're Kyle, not really Kyle, there. Kyle, we've seen stranger things happen once you get in the dance. They have. They now have uh, three games. They now have three games to figure you, it out. I get what you're saying. If you what talk I'm to me about this last week, I'm I'm fully on board. Anything can happen. Let's get into it. I'm not there today. I'm, I can't get there today. When I'm, when I'm no, talking, he's, fa- he's in six weeks. Fast forward. <laughs> six week fast forward. All, all I'm saying because now that the playoff is clinched and <laughs> the fashion it. in which it was clinched, they probably lost out on a chance to chase down the Eagles for no, the number one seed in the division in the conference. Now. The game plan for me, and we'll talk about it over the course of the week, has to start slowly turning to managing and learning for the playoffs. So you mm-hmm. got a huge test coming up here in Philadelphia. Go all out, take that win. You're going to get up for that game regardless. Yeah. And but in doing so, thereafter, you got the Titans, you got the Commanders. You need to start taking these lessons that you've been presented with, learning, polishing, and then anything can happen once you're in the dance. That's all I'm saying. You're going to learn a lot about your team this week. Oh, you better believe that, Chad. Mm. You're going to learn a whole heck of a you lot about your team. better believe it. Philadelphia is strong where you're weak in terms of receivers. They're built that way. They're, they built their team to beat you. Yeah. Okay? So they, so they built their defensive line to stop your running game because they know that everything comes off of your running game. They have more receivers than you have DBs. Mm-hmm. They run an RPO, which literally stops your pass rush. Okay, they're not turning the ball over. They had a couple of turnovers this past week. They don't, they don't turn the ball over typically um, when they're able to establish their running game. Okay, so these guys are strong where you're weak, and guess what? They're getting healthy. You're getting hurt. Yep. So you're going to find out a lot about who you are this week. If you had any question about it, here it is. It just it just it all goes back to just really quickly. It all goes back to when you you're talking about the Eagles who struggled against teams like the Colts and, you know, struggled against the Bears on yesterday. And you look at teams like the Chiefs who were down against the Texans at halftime. Dallas should have lost to no, the Texans. Right, I agree. What My point <laughs> My point is I just – I know that the Eagles are good, and I've said that readily. The Eagles are really freaking good. But are they unbeatable? No. And, and that's the thing. No team in the league has shown me that they're unbeatable. And they're not. Given Sunday. And, and that goes for the Cowboys as well. The Cowboys can come out and drop 40, go 40-3 to three against Minnesota, who had the biggest comeback in NFL history here last weekend, this past weekend. You could go in Minnesota, just absolutely ransack them 40-3, to three, but then turn around and struggle against the Texans, then turn around and lose 40-34 uh, to 34 against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jacksonville. And again, those are two different teams, the Texans and Jaguars. Jaguars have But nonetheless, my whole point being, we still don't know from any team, any playoff-bound team, 
who they actually are unless they're the Bills and, and the Chiefs. We know who those teams are. Sure. Everyone else, including the Cowboys, we're agree. still trying to figure agree. this out. Here's here's my – and I don't know if I agree completely yeah. either because I think well, – That you, just makes it fun. You know – you know what Philly is. They're one lost team right now. <laughs> exactly who they are. That's exactly who they are. <laughs> That's exactly who they are. Yeah, who cares what what happens between now and then? They're going to be the number one seed okay. in the NFC. It's going to happen. Saying, right? I see what you're saying. Other than that, it's wide open. You don't have to go through the Aaron Rodgers and possibly not of a, a prime Tom Brady. You might have to go through a different Tom Brady. I take a, you guys know me. I don't make emotional statements. What I just stated about Philadelphia, where they're strong, where Dallas is weak, those are facts. It is. Those are absolute yeah, facts. True. Okay, and put it in Call of Duty terms for Chris Beam in the back. Okay, those guys are fully healthy. We need a med pack, <laughs> <laughs> a stem. Okay, you need a stem. So they got to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> you need a stem. The you need you needed that bye week. That's what you needed. That's what hurts this one for me the most is the fact that now you look ahead. You needed that week because just like what you're saying, you're not healthy right now. You missed a ton of guys yesterday, and I put out a tweet. LVE. Uh, Terrence Steele, Anthony Brown, Jonathan Hankins, Jake Ferguson, uh, Jordan Lewis. You missed those guys yesterday. Those are all guys that make significant impacts. Correct. And yes, your guys came in and you had some guys replace them. Tyron's back and healthy. Great. That's fun. He had his struggles yesterday, too, coming back. He also lost Dorrance for a spell yesterday. Luckily, he came back. Donovan Wilson, you lost him for a spell before he returned. Tyron Smith, let's not even You are banged up. You needed that bye week. And now the chance for that bye week is all but gone, uh, barring a massive collapse from the Eagles and a a valiant effort for the final three. We don't expect that. No, not at all. I just don't know who any of these playoff-bound teams are sure. outside of the Bills and the Chiefs. We know who they are. The Eagles. You know who they are. You know, That's I mean, just because I know, they've I know been there who before. They are and I know their style, you know et cetera, et cetera. What I'm saying is. They haven't shown you what they did in the playoffs yet, but you know who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take our second break. for this dance, man. When we come back. Break on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back. Let's talk about the offensive side of the football. What went wrong there? Where could they clean some stuff up heading into the short week against Philadelphia? With more Talking Cowboys after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's on something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, the Bob Lilly Award represents the Dallas Cowboys player that showcases the highest level of achievement, sportsmanship, dedication, and leadership. You can cast your vote for the 2022 Bob Lilly Award. There is no limit to the number of votes you can put out there, and voting will close on December 21st. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Bob Lilly Award right now. Back here with Talking Cowboys, wrapping things up. And uh, we've got to take some calls tomorrow, okay? 888-855-2297. Get your questions in. We're going to limit it to 45 seconds, Beamer, okay, tomorrow, because I'm going to try and get as many people in here as possible. And I don't want to rant. I don't want people to come in here and rant because we need to get in, get out, and talk about the topic that you want to talk about here on the show. So tomorrow we're taking your calls. But before we do that, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey-Walker, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Let's take a look at the offense. Patrick, you were in the building. What did you think about how the offensive line performed in front of Dak Prescott? You know what? And you, you know that a player of the caliber of Tyron Smith has the ability, but for the most part, he, he played well on the right side, for the most part, especially over the course of the first half. I think what started to kind of go awry there was when they started to do a little bit too much mixing and matching. As far as it was, first it was Tyron Smith for multiple drives, and then Jason Peters would come in for a drive, and then Tyron Smith was in for a drive. But then you'd see Tyron Smith in on this play, and then Peters in on the next play, and Tyron back in on the next play. Mm-hmm. When it when that swap became so... Um, lack of a better way to put it, so close together, that's when the chemistry on that right side kind of got disrupted a bit, and that's when the pressure started to get to Dak Prescott. That's why you saw more pressures in the second half than you saw in the first half. Um, But before that point, the offense, they were rolling. 14-0, 17-point lead. You know, So I had no problem with the offensive line in the first half, but it was when they tried to – because you still got to ramp up T. Smith with 7-7. And Peters, you know he can't go 100% of the snaps. But for me, it was the decision on when to pull one for the other. It You can't get a rhythm if the next guy is always coming in the next play. So that's what went wrong in the second half. I want Tyron at the left tackle. You want him back out there? I still want him at the left tackle. My mindset has not changed. Who's it right? Peters. Okay. I thought Peters but was they, not they, good I yesterday. Think they, yeah, you're playing they freaking know, musical chairs. But they know to his point. They know that Jason Peters is not going to be able to go 100. percent He can't go all, all, he all just game can't. long. Why he can't? Physically, physically he can't. Why? Because he can't. Like, I, what do you want me to say? That, ask Brick <laughs> Brown. We're the we're the yeah, ones we, on this we, side we, of the thing. We're just saying what we're talking, what we're hearing. At this stage, go ask Brick. You got his number. Well, guess what? If he can't, then put Tyler. Tyler, oh, we've had that conversation. Yeah, if, if, if they're saying that he but cannot, that's not going to happen. If he cannot, that's not going play to a whole game. 
They won't then put Tyler. I, I agree. But I'm telling you, hard line, that's not going to happen wow. because the Cowboys view Tyler Smith as exclusively left side. How many holding center, calls did Tyler, Tyler Smith have yesterday? He didn't have any. No. He gave up two sacks, though. That's what I meant. That's what I meant, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, he didn't was, have a holding penalty. He's like, what game sacks. are we watching? Like, this <laughs> apologies. Yeah, he gave up two sacks yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he gave up two. Peters gave up one. Yeah. And almost gave up another. And there were Absolutely. multiple pressures from to, Peters. To, to there were multiple point, pressures from Smith. To your point, these all guys three tackles struggled. Rolling the into the dice and who was going to be at right tackle. And yeah. You, you can't play. Offensive linemen don't sub out. So, okay, what if you just keep tiring there the whole time? Because Mike that, McCarthy that, said it yesterday. I think that's where it's going. I think that's where it's going. Again, but why, why you, would you can't, you can't, and McCarthy said it perfectly, but it basically is it reiterating what we've been saying here in the return of Tyron Smith. Right tackle, left tackle, doesn't matter. We all agree that you have to ramp him up. He's play, making his 2020 debut in mid-December. You're not going to put him out there 100% of the snaps, regardless of what edge you put him on. That's a fact. It just so I'm happens. over that. Put him on the field. He, he was the that, only one that, that could that, do anything yesterday. That, Get him on the field. And that might now be the case against the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles because Teron Smith outplayed uh, Jason Peters as far as snap count. I think Teron Smith had 70-plus percent. If I'm I can give it to you. He had 70-plus percent, and Jason Peters was around 20, 25 percent. So Teron played the majority, which leads me to believe that the ramp-up process was quick and is now over, and that he'll probably see 100% of the snaps at right tackle against the Philadelphia Eagles. So the issue that I had, which was the musical chairs at right tackle in the second half that led to a lot of pressures because of the disruption in chemistry, hopefully won't be an issue against the Philadelphia Eagles. And better not be, because they have horses up front. <laughs> it better not be, right? It, it better not be, because they have horses up front. I got the game book right here Kyle. You got snaps. I got snaps. So Jason Peters had 21 offensive snaps, which is 28% of the offense yesterday and Tyler Smith, no let's see. That's the young young guy. Where you at? 54. Why? He had 54. So snaps. he doubled him. So up. he doubled him. Yeah. So he doubled him. So that that's a ramp up, but it's a fairly quick ramp up that hint said 7-7 likely being 100%. Why are you looking like that, Isaiah? What are you doing? Saturday. Or close to it. You have one of the most dominant left tackles that ever played this football game. I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Ask him to change his position when fully healthy. I, 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 I don't think I it's his fault though. I, don't I think it's a whose fault. It is. I think he's, it's a lack of he's healthy, a lack of options. Right now, do you disagree that he was out there deleting guys in the first half? Healthy right now. Why would he play anything to what he's always played? Listen, but, because you're missing Terrence Steele. That's the problem. Fact, put if the Terrence Steele was out there, Isaiah, it would have been Tyron at left tackle, do, no doubt in our mind. That was what the debate was. Where is where where is Tyler Smith or Connor McGovern going to go? Hey, I, I understand. The they don't have any options at right tackle. Did you? Did you? It's the same dis- option you guys. Just a younger guy. Did you disapprove of? Tehran's play in the first no, half. I don't. Dis- he was listen. He's a, he's a freak. he was looking. He's natural. one of the best guys to ever play the game. Then, he can do it. There you go. Just like Zach Martin could play right tackle too. He did. What happened? Got hurt. Out of his position. Oh well, we. You he's know my out of his position. Back. Go back and find the receipts from I'm last week. He's <laughs> out of his. But I'm saying he's out of his position, right? Yes, he is. So when you're out of your position, now all of a sudden you're using different muscle Dire groups. Streets. You're more prone to injury. What are we trying to prevent him from having? Another injury. Inj- come, on, come on, man. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, unless it's a mental you know thing and you I don't want Tyler that. Smith to have to learn another position. That's his be third. That would be the only thing that will remotely even say, mm, okay, that's what I I'm hear telling you. you. It's not going to happen with if Tyler. It's, if it's anything else outside of that, I can't for the life of me understand why you're taking one of the most dominant guys to ever play the position and say you're fully healthy, 
Go play somewhere you else. You just answered your own question, though. No, nah, man. If Tyler, you said if there's anything remotely outside of that, but there is nothing remotely outside of that. The hard line stance in the building is that they do not want Tyler Smith on the right side of center mm-hmm. trying to learn a third position in less than six months, six six plus months. That's the reason. So there is no if there is any no. That's it. And because that because of that that puts them in dire straits at right tackle, and they only have Jason Peters or Teron Smith unless you would like to see more Josh Ball. Dude. So it's no, it's that's no, where it's we no are. It's no different than when Jason Peters first got here. Who, who was he turning to and asking questions to before he got to the line of scrimmage? Jason Peters was walking up to the line of scrimmage. When he was unsure, he would turn to his left and talk to who? Zach. Zach Martin. How is that any different than Tyler Smith? How, is it, how would it be well, any different? That, that's a question for you. It's not any different. So you're saying, saying Ty, you're saying take Tyler off the field and put Peters out there for a full 100% of the snaps moving forward at right tackle. That's what you would do. And unless what they're saying he if he cannot physically do it, if if that's if that's Jason a question. Peters, if Jason Peters cannot, can't, not probable, can't play right tackle for an entire game, then get him off the field. Peters wasn't great on right tackle. I either. hear you, but guess what? You can't be great at the offensive line when you're getting cycled in. And unless unless and I'll say this again, unless because you just said especially in the first half when Teron was getting his wheels, he looked really good. If you apply that over the entirety of the offensive outing, four quarters of football, if that's what you get, then you just solved your right tackle problem in the in the medium, right, in the intermediate. I'm not saying so, he can't do it. I just don't like it. Fair. I don't like it, I don't like it either. I don't like it. I don't, I don't see however, him. Being, however. I see him doing a great filling role. I don't see him being dominant. Here's, he was dominant in the first half. My point being mm. – whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, the question then becomes, well, if you don't like it, what will you do? Now, your your answer to that is, well, you move Tyler. Well, I'm telling you they're not. So then knowing that they won't, what, we, what will you do? That's a choice. You you run out of answers. I hear you. That's a choice, you see what I'm saying? But that's a choice. But that I mean, is their choice. choice. That's their choice. Yeah. And I'm I, telling I, you what their choice is. I have my opinion, and so they have theirs. I know, but right? what would they you do? They to have their opinion. What also. would you do knowing that that's not an no, option? Right. Knowing Tyler Smith. It is an option. No, it's not, because they're telling you it's not. It's a choice. It is an option. Well, I mean, They're choosing it's, it's not to do choice. it. But th- that's this not the hypothetical that we're throwing at you. I understand. My hypothetical <laughs> is you have a healthy, the healthy guy who's one of the best to ever do it at his position, put him back in his position. Can you classify everything, him as everything healthy? Else, how are you solving right He's now? not healthy? Can you classify him as healthy one Stop game back guy. from a four-month injury? How are you solving right tackle knowing that they're looking at you in the face and telling you we're not putting the rookie over Again, that's their choice. Right. But then the question is, what are you, IRS, doing at right tackle? And they are choosing to put a Hall of Famer who's fully healthy at a position that he doesn't play. And it worked until they started cycling him out. That's good. So the answer should be stop cycling him out. And hopefully that happens as early as this weekend. That is a solution to fill a gap. But guess what? Flex all doesn't fix all. You're right. (laughs) But... That's but, all I'm gonna say. I mean, it's better than putting wax paper over it. I, I <laughs> there is no easy answer no, to not. this question. No, there's there's no easy answer because there's a pro and there's a con to every single one of these options. Absolutely. And it'll it, just like it will be debated for the cornerback position on the defensive side of the football this this week. It'll be debated oh, it, on the offensive yeah, line too. Cornerback. Just like it will oh. be all the way through. No one is safe right now. Not after this game. Not if you want to get it right going into the playoffs. You are not ready yet as a football team. No, the Dallas Cowboys are true. not ready to win playoff football. They get their first the- first benchmark again this week. Mm-hmm. They get a chance to to rectify it and at least build some confidence this week, even though it may not affect the long run of where you sit in the playoffs. However, 
you're not ready right now. This is a big week for the Dallas Cowboys football team and what they do on that field. And we're going to talk about it every single day up until Saturday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. That does it for us today. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, and Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!